Our scripture reading today comes from Luke's Gospel, where we've been hanging out the past few weeks, studying and learning. And today's verses are found in chapter 5, verses 1 through 11. Listen now for the word of the Lord. Once, while Jesus was standing beside the lake of Gennesaret, and the crowd was pressing in on him to hear the word of God, he saw two boats there at the shore of the lake. The fishermen had gone out of them and were washing their nets. Jesus got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, and asked him to put out a little way from the shore. Then he sat down and taught the crowds from the boat. And when he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into the deep water and let your nets down for a catch. And Simon answered, Master, we have worked all night long, but have caught nothing. Yet if you say so, I will let down the nets. When they had done this, they caught so many fish that their nets were beginning to break. So they signaled their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And when they came and filled both boats, so much so they began to sink. But when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Go away from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. For he and all who were with him were amazed at the catch of fish they had taken. And so also were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. But then Jesus said to Simon, Do not be afraid. From now on, you will be catching people. And when they had brought their boats back to the shore, they left everything and followed him. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, just picture it. Simon has put in a full day of work. It sounds like it wasn't a very productive day. He worked hard fishing all night, and yet it didn't appear that he caught anything. So now he's pulled his boat up to the shore and is finally washing up his nets and finishing the details of the day. I bet he's tired and sweaty and hungry ready to get home, pop open his favorite beverage, and flop in his chair and relax. What are you like at the end of a hard work day or school day? I can't wait to get my shoes off, sit in my chair by the window, put my feet up, and just watch a few minutes of TV to clear my head of all that's been running through it all day long. Well, Simon was heading to this point in his day and along comes Jesus and gets in his boat. He didn't ask, he just gets in his boat. It sort of reminds me like when you've come home from work and you've cooked dinner and you've cleaned up the kitchen and you're ready to call it a day and your not-so-favorite neighbor comes by, needs help, jump-starting a car or moving something heavy, or just needs to chat for a little bit. Or you remember that you agreed to make dinner for the meal train tomorrow and cookies for the reception at church and you just don't have what you need to get it done. Or a child comes in and asks for a help with a school project that hasn't been started yet and is due tomorrow and needs a lot of supplies from Michael's. Really? 
was kind of done for the day. Well, Jesus came and got in Simon's boat. You see, Jesus works like that. You're cruising along, you're doing your thing, you're trying to get by, get done, get along, get caught up, get your act together, or get control of the situation. But whatever it is, and usually when you least expect it, or even want it, Jesus shows up. Jesus will come and get in your boat. Jesus got in Simon's boat. He initiates this encounter with Simon. Now, there was nothing particularly special about Simon. He was not qualified or capable to be one of the 12 disciples. It has nothing to do with his character or his potential. He was just an ordinary, regular person. Simon and these fishermen, James and John, had had done nothing to warrant or to merit Jesus' call to them. But that's how Jesus works. Jesus initiates things. And it's not because we're particularly worthy or special either. It's because we are beloved children of God that we too are called to follow and serve as disciples. That's grace. God's unmerited love and favor for us. Now, we tend to expect the biggest and best and brightest, strongest, most influential or powerful to be the ones tasked with important work and responsibilities in the world. But that's part of the beauty of the good news of the gospel. It's countercultural and unexpected and it involves ordinary people. Have you seen the TV show, The Deadliest Catch? Nod, raise your hand. Okay. Uh, If you haven't seen it, it's about deep sea crab fishermen in Alaska. And it's in its 17th season, so there must be a lot of people who like it. Check it out. Well, Phil and Josh and Sig and the Hillstrand brothers, they're tough, they're a little rough around the edges, they're hardworking, and they're complicated fishermen. But that is who Jesus picks to share the good news about God's love and grace for the world. Not Oprah or Chance the Rapper or Billy Graham, or RGB, although they have all done their share and responded when Jesus got in their boats. But Jesus picks the guys from the deadliest catch. Everyday, ordinary, hardworking, and regular people going about life and doing their thing. Jesus gets into their boats. Jesus didn't show up at Simon's church or temple or synagogue to call him, though he certainly frequented the churches and synagogues. But you see, Jesus doesn't only show up in the high and holy places where we might expect him to be. Now, certainly God's call and opportunity for discipleship can be found here in the church, and it is nurtured and encouraged here. We 
every week invite you to join in our efforts with Room in the Inn and the Greater Enrichment Program at Montclair and our food pantry. God does call you here, but God's call is also as unpredictable as it is unmerited. It can present itself anywhere, and it does. Now, I have had some profound and moving experiences in this very sanctuary, and I hope you have as well. And if not, keep coming. You will. But oftentimes, the most profound experiences of God are not found in the safe and expected places, but in ordinary moments and unexpected places. A stable, a wedding reception, a lake, a dinner table, a garden, a tomb. Those are some of the places Jesus showed up in life's ordinary moments. Everyday people, ordinary moments, and unexpected places. Jesus got in Simon's boat. Let me tell you something. When Jesus gets in your boat, you have a choice to make. You can refuse to take him out on the water, tell him to move along. You can ignore him and hope he goes away. Or you can take him out on the water. And I'm not talking about a one-and-done decision to refuse, ignore, or agree. Discipleship is a daily journey of decisions, service, worship, growth, and struggle. Jesus is in your boat every day with an opportunity to act as a disciple and to further the kingdom. Jesus is in your boat What do you want to do? And what are you going to do? You see, sometimes those conflict. Simon waffled in this story. He took him out on the water. But when Jesus was done teaching and said, let's let's go out deep and drop your nets, Simon was like, dude, I have already done this today. And fish aren't biting. And I'm sure he was thinking, my nets are clean. I got a comfy sofa at home. And my wife's cooked me up a good meal. Come on, man, Jesus. Let's go home. We're out of here. And if Simon had refused to take him out in the first place, Jesus would have found another way to get out on that water. He will not be stopped by our obstinance or our refusal to cooperate. If Simon had taken him out but refused to go deeper and lower the nets, what an experience he would have missed. Jesus doesn't force us to do things. He isn't a dictator or a tyrant. He isn't testing us or out to get us. He is patient and persistent. He initiates and calls over and over again. He calls us into relationship with him, 
but he also calls us into discipleship and service to others over and over again. You can always refuse. I have refused plenty of these invitations. I've withheld my time so I could do what I wanted to do instead, watching the deadliest catch. I've put someone off on someone else to sort of deal with them. I've made decisions in the best interest of myself rather than others. I've stayed home instead of showing up. I have ousted Jesus from my boat plenty of times. But if I'm honest, I am much better at ignoring Jesus. It's a little easier. It feels a little less offensive. And I usually have really good excuses. This is mostly because I am busy. Now, I really want to agree with Jesus and take him out. I mean, come on, Jesus, I would love to take you out on that water, but I've just got so much work to do. It, it's going to have to wait. And this week, I, I didn't help a friend pack to move out. I didn't seek out a colleague to ease the tension between us. Don't worry, it's not any of these folks. I didn't answer a hard phone call. I let it go to voicemail. And I procrastinated writing this sermon. I was really busy, though. I was working on hard and important business. Most of it was church-related or seminary-related. And truthfully, though, if I'm not too busy, I'm surely too tired and don't have the energy. I mean, aren't we all just too tired and worn out these days? I mean, you get that, Jesus. We are slap worn out. And I know you're in the boat asking of me, Jesus, but I am ignoring you for the time being. Well, Simon could have also ignored Jesus and waited for him to move along to someone else's boat, but he didn't. He went out into the water, and then he went out into the deeper water and put down his nets, even if he was rolling his eyes while he was doing it. And he didn't regret it. And the truth is, you almost never do. I can't come up with a single time I've ever regretted agreeing to take the boat out with Jesus in it. And believe me, I have worked hard trying to come up with one. But those ordinary, inconvenient interruptions when Jesus gets into your boat, they are holy moments and opportunities to follow Jesus. I did take one phone call this week. I didn't really have time to take or want to take. Someone needed something from me, and early in the week, I pushed them off and agreed to talk on Friday. When the call came, it was none of you, by the way. When the call came, I was on a pretty important Zoom meeting that I really needed to be a part of, and I was kind of counting the minutes until I could get to happy hour with my friends. I saw the call come in and considered letting it go to voicemail, making excuses later for why I couldn't pick up. But instead, I turned off my camera, and I answered the call, 
and I asked, what can I do for you? What do you need? And what started out as an inconvenience and an imposition of what I thought was my time turned out to be the best hour of my week. I answered out of obligation, expecting nothing but producing what someone needed of me. I was doing my duty, taking my boat out deep. It was a holy and sacred moment. It was truly the best hour of my week so far. My nets were full when I hung up the phone. When you agree, instead of refusing or ignoring Jesus' call, you will be inconvenienced. And saying yes and following Jesus will require you to reorder your commitments and reverse some of your priorities. Being in a relationship with Jesus and following Jesus, it will change you and it will change the world. Everyday people, ordinary moments, unexpected places. When Jesus gets in your boat, you will have a decision to make. Amen.
You may be seated. Let us pray. Merciful God, this morning we raise our prayers to you, our prayers for the church, for the world, for all of your children, no matter their place or their position. Hear our prayers for the hungry and the overfed, the mourners and the mockers, the victims and the oppressors, all are in need of your wisdom, all are in need of your love. All must be encouraged to hear the heed of your call. As the psalmist says, deep calls to deep, yet we splash in shallow water. Call us to deeper relationships, holy God, by listening to each other in love and seeking the story beneath others' stories. Steep us in your word and practice of prayer that stretch us and expand our potential. Surround us with community that calls us to account and encourages us to be our best selves. No matter how far we wander, thank you, God, for always calling us home. We praise you for your grace and mercy. In these pandemic days of frustrating change and constant uncertainty, remind us that you are always our home, our safe place, our care and comfort. Thank you for the many ways that you stand with those who are suffering and empower those who are facing unimaginable trials. Speed the day, eternal God. When this pandemic will end, suffering will cease, your people can rest, and all creation can know your promised peace. United as Christ's body, we lift these prayers to you and the prayers that rest silently on our hearts. Hear us now as we pray together the prayer that Christ taught us by saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Friends, our God blesses us with extravagance and abundance, and then calls us to reach out to one another, and to love our neighbors just as we love ourselves. So grateful for all the things that we've been given, let us now take some time to present our tithes and offerings to the Lord.
friends with humbled and grateful hearts, let us now use our printed prayer of dedication, dedicating our gifts to God. Let us pray. Holy One, we give you thanks for your generosity to us. Bless these gifts of ours and multiply them for the sake of others and to glorify of your name. Amen. I charge you this day to listen and look how God may be calling you to share grace with those who you encounter in the unexpected places and in the ordinary moments. Get out on the water and know that you go out of this place with the love and grace of God. 
the mercy of Jesus Christ and the ever-present companionship of the Holy Spirit now and forevermore. Amen.